This is the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 8, 2022. I'm Gina Tempesta. The conflict in Ukraine underscores the United States' reliance on foreign oil. More from Nadia Ramlagan. As the crisis in Ukraine continues, experts say investments in clean energy will lower costs for Americans and reduce dependence on foreign oil and energy supply chains. At a recent panel discussion hosted by the National Wildlife Federation, principal investigator at Princeton University's Zero Lab, Jesse Jenkins, said proposals in the now-stalled Build Back Better Act could help insulate the U.S. economy and consumers from price shocks. If we passed a package of investments similar to those in the Build Back Better Act to accelerate adoption of electric vehicles, across light, medium, and heavy-duty vehicles. We could reduce fossil fuel demand about 33% by 2030. A recent report by the Zero Lab finds the legislation would have the greatest impact on investment in wind and solar power at $385 billion. Meanwhile, Americans continue to shell out more at the pump, with prices expected to spike higher in response to global instability. With a decision looming in the U.S. Supreme Court that could decide the fate of Roe versus Wade and affect millions of women, some Floridians are finding creative ways to obtain abortion pills online. More from the Sunshine State. Florida is one of 19 states that prohibits clinicians from prescribing abortion medication by telemedicine and mail. But the Austria-based organization Aid Access is working to help people get around that. Dutch physician Rebecca Gompertz formed Aid Access in 2018 after seeing women in the U.S. struggle to get or afford abortions. We want to make the service available for women that have little to no money because one of the main obstacles to abortion care in the U.S. that we found is actually the cost. When someone contacts Aid Access for an abortion, the consultation begins with an online form. A team of doctors reviews it and asks the patient for identification. Then Gompertz prescribes the medications, which are filled by a pharmacy in India and shipped to the patient in the U.S. Gompertz charges about $115.95, euros, with a sliding fee scale depending on ability to pay. She says the pills usually take two to three weeks to arrive. I'm Lee Wolke, reporting. North Dakota's new legislative map is being challenged in court. While the process plays out, voters are reminded to make sure they're caught up on any potential changes to their district. More from Mike Moen. Late last year, the state approved new political boundaries based on the latest census count. Those new lines will be in place for the upcoming June primary. In Grand Forks County, Auditor Debbie Nelson says for rural sections, District 19 is no longer part of the county, with only District 20 remaining. Those changes didn't affect polling locations, but it means some voters will have new candidates to research. They can find it on the Secretary of State's website, or they can give us a call and we can tell them what legislative district they're in so they can do their research ahead of time. This is PNS. Today is International Women's Day, and a bill in the Georgia legislature aims to improve pay equity in the state by preventing employers from asking about salary history during the hiring process. Lily Bolke has more. Next Tuesday, March 15th, marks Equal Pay Day, the date symbolizing how far into the year women need to work to earn what men earned in the previous year. More than two-thirds of women of working age in Georgia have jobs, including nearly 80% of single mothers. And more than 40% of Georgia moms are their family's primary income. Yet Allison Glass with the Group 9 to 5 notes women in Georgia earn 82 cents on the dollar compared with men. And the wage gap is even larger for women of color. We know that women and women of color especially have historically always been paid less for doing the same jobs as their white male counterparts. A salary history ban is just a really critical tool to even the playing field. 
Glass adds fair and equitable wages benefit not only women, but the economy as a whole. She notes Georgia loses a combined total of $14 billion a year due to the wage gap. The bill also would provide anti-retaliation measures when applicants don't disclose their wage history and require employers to include salaries and job postings. The bill's sponsor, Representative Deborah Baysmore of Jonesboro, says achieving pay equity should be a bipartisan effort because it helps the entire state. Especially with this pandemic and the prices of gas going up, the food going up, everything going up, and living living in homes or living in apartments, you definitely need those wages to be comparable to what you're dealing with. Despite gender-based pay discrimination being illegal since 1963, Bazemore says it still happens, especially in workplaces that discourage open discussions about pay or when workers fear retaliation. She says it becomes a cycle when employers base a worker's pay on their previous wages, and she hopes preventing that practice will help reduce the wage gap. I'm Lily Wolke, reporting. Nearly 3% of people incarcerated in the United States are over the age of 65, and Maryland lawmakers are looking to reform the way the prison system treats and paroles older inmates. Here's the story. The legislation aims to reform Maryland's medical and geriatric parole systems, which advocates say have been historically inconsistent in determining eligibility. State Senator Shelley Hedelman is a sponsor of the bill and says it would create a biennial process of geriatric review for incarcerated people aged 60 and older, as well as a medical review for people with certain ailments. Hedelman says the bill would ensure incarcerated people are able to get the health care they need. The system, unfortunately, is broken right now. Folks who have tried to petition for, for example, outside medical evaluation have been stymied in their efforts to do that. And so what we're trying to do here is make that system more efficient and effective. The bill received a hearing in both the Senate Judicial Proceedings Committee and House Judiciary Committee last month. I'm Emily Scott. This is Gina Tempasa for Public News Service. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.